Hello and welcome to episode number 69 of the Aligned Performance Podcast, the podcast that deep dives beyond the daily hustle and explores how you can achieve your greatest potential with purpose so that you can thrive at the highest level possible and use your power to contribute to a better world. My name is Trang, your host for the show, performance and mindset coach. And today I am so excited to be sharing the conversation that I had with Kristen Van Horn, who is a certified productivity and business coach, helping working mums get more time back in their daily lives. Now, this is something that I wanted to provide to you, a practical based episode on actions you can take in your day-to-day life because we've had many episodes now focusing on the mind and the heart, but also because it's so relevant for everyone, no matter who you are, whether you're a high achieving individual who has many different things going on at the same time, or even if you have very open days, for example, if you are a uni student with a lot of flexible hours, this is arguably even more important for you to manage your time, manage your tasks, to make the most out of your 24 hours. So Kristen Van Horn has lived this experience coming from a background, working as a full-time PE teacher. She had a one hour commute. She was trying to build a business in her spare time, plus with two kids that she was raising as well, and really struggling and drowning with everything that she needed to do. From there, she created systems and schedules that worked with her life. She learned how to prioritize the important things so that she was actually progressive, not just busy in her days. And that's what brought Kristen to where she is now, working full-time in her own business as a productivity and time management coach. So today, we talk about why time management is such a valuable skill, the process for task prioritization, time blocking, single tasking versus multitasking, morning and nighttime routines, managing transitions in your day, managing phone distractions, and much more. So if you are someone who wants to make the most of your life and make the most out of the time that you have available to you, then this episode is for you. So let's delay this no more Enjoy my conversation with Kristen Van Horn. Kristen Van Horn, welcome to the Aligned Performance Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk about what we're talking about today, which is time management, productivity, how people can get more time in their week. This is something that is not taught in school, is it? No, <laughs> not at all. It, it's not taught in school at all, yet it's one of the most important life skills. It's something that everyone needs to figure out, and especially in the modern world today where there's just an endless list of things to do, like between work, personal life, hobbies, fitness, health, relationships, everything. It really builds up. Yeah. And, and what I find is that people either have not enough time or they don't perceive that they have enough time to do the things that they want or they they do get the things that they want done but then they don't get enough free time or time in between to actually 
be still and and to relax and all that as well. So I'm really glad to be talking about this today. I think it's one that everyone is going to benefit from. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's start off, Kristen, with talking about why you believe like time management is such a valuable skill and habit to develop. Yeah. So, I mean, I can kind of go back into my story. I know we're going to talk about that, but I think for me, I'm a mom of two. And when I first, I'm a business owner. When I first started my business, I was working full time and I was trying to build a business so that I could be home with my family. And I had a long commute to work and I just, I wanted to be able to have time for everything. And I think as women, especially, and as moms, like we feel like we need to be able to do it all. And that was my goal. Like, I want to be able to do it all. And I realized that I was burning myself out. And so once I was able to get a handle of where my time was actually well spent and how I could utilize my time to be productive and not just busy all the time, once I learned that I could prioritize things the right way that I was actually getting more done. And I still had time to rest, be present with my family, do all the things. So I think that that's the biggest thing that, um, people who struggle with time management, I think that's what they're missing. And that's why it's so important to understand where your time is going so that you do have time for all the things that are important to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Like, especially you, as you said, as a mom, like there's so much in raising a family that adds to the complexities of time management, which I personally don't have to deal with. I mean, I've got two fur babies, but not the same (laughs) as having two human kids. Yeah. (laughs) No, I totally understand. (laughs) So Kristen, you've mentioned before that lists and calendars, they're important, but they're not necessarily the end game because people can put in place or they can have all the lists all the calendars all planned out yet still have poor time management. So how does this work? Why does this happen? Um, like I said before, like, I think a lot of times we just feel like we need to be busy and most people are just not prioritizing the important tasks. So instead of actually doing things that need to get done or are are time sensitive or are actually going to move them forward in life or in business or in their job, they're focusing on like checking their email or, you know, doing things that really don't matter. They're not actually going to move you forward. And so that is one of the first things that I teach is, okay, we need to figure out what your priorities actually are so that you're not wasting time. Your valuable time is the only thing that we cannot get more of. You're not wasting that time on things that just aren't important. Mm, yeah, that's what I, that's how I see it as well. When I'm talking to my clients, there's a difference between being productive and being mm. progressive and, you know, different people will have different words for this, but sometimes, or being busy and being progressive might be another way to look at it yeah. where like, yeah, as you said, being busy or being productive, filling up your day, isn't always actually what leads to progress versus right. choosing the tasks that do eventually create the biggest gains, the biggest inroads mm-hmm. to someone's journey. Yeah, right. Exactly. They, they don't, you, you can be busy all day and not do anything that's actually moving the needle forward. So it's really easy to get caught, caught in that cycle. And then once you learn that, pri- like prioritizing your task, prioritizing your time, that's when you're really going to see like, oh, I actually have more time than I realize that I do. 
Yeah. And that's something that we'll cover later in our chat today, some tangible things that people can do to prioritize and to manage all these tasks. But let's actually start with um, someone who has all the tasks that they need to do and they're, they're starting from scratch in a way that they've, they haven't got any systems in place yet. They've got all these things that are in the head or up in the cloud that they do and they kind of like go day by day and improvise. So even before people need to prioritize their tasks, how do they get their head around all the different things that they need to do in their day for the different aspects of their life? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I highly recommend people do and something that I do every single week, I sit down on Sunday and I, I plan out my week, plan out my week. But one of the things that I do is I write down every single thing that needs to get done that week. And it's not just for my business. It's like personal things and things like from the past, like I've been moving the same same three things for, you know, three months now or in March now. So I've been moving the same three things to my list that I just don't want to forget. And so I think that that's a big thing is just, okay, let's start with what are all the things you need to do? And then before you can even set up that system, being sure that you're like writing down each step that you're taking, because before we can have routines and before we can have those systems set up, we actually need to know the steps that we need to have in place. We need to have them in the right order. And once we figure that out, then we can start with that routine and it becomes that habit that we're doing all the time. And things you get, you start getting better at it because you are doing things in the right order all the time. And it just works like clockwork and you're actually going to spend less time on things that don't matter. Yeah. Less time on things that don't matter. And more times on the things that do. So, um, yeah, I think writing down everything is so, so important. And it's not that you, I think brain dumping your task list every week is really important, but it's not that you have to write down every step every single day. Once you have the system in place, it's just going to make things easier. Mm. It's just like any system at the very start, when you are refining it, it takes a little bit more time, but it saves so much more time down the track. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and doing that on a Sunday is always a really good idea because then you you get ahead of it before the week actually starts versus <laughs> some people leaving it till Monday morning. I mean, there's no right or wrong, I'd say. Like some people, they might find that it works for them. But I personally found as well, similar to you, what you do, doing it the, before the week starts, gets yeah. your head around it. Yeah. It lets me get like a bird's eye view of everything that I need to get done so that I'm not looking at each day and going like, well, I don't even know where to start today. I know ahead of time, like, okay, I need to make sure I have plenty of time to do this task because it's going to take me longer. Or, you know, I need to make sure that I have allotted enough time to get that thing done and what things can actually need to get done this week and what things I can push off if I need to, if I don't get to it to the, during the week and can push it to the next week. Yeah. And how detailed do you recommend people go with this? Because there's there's a whole spectrum of how detailed someone can go. They can they can stick to the main non-negotiable big commitments for the week. And you can go down as tiny as I need to do three loads of washing tomorrow or something like that. So right. what do you recommend? 
So for me, mine is mostly like, what are the things that I need to get done this week? Some of the things like, you know, laundry and cleaning and those things, those are part of my daily routines. And so I don't need to write those down because they just happen naturally at this point. Now, when you're first getting started, obviously you might want to write those down. When I was first developing like a cleaning system for me on a daily basis, I was having to check it off every day because I would forget what I was supposed to do. Now I know what I'm supposed to be doing every day. Um, so really when you get started, yes, write down as much as you can. Um, for me, I can do like broader tasks that I don't necessarily need to have like every specific detail written down. Um, but it really depends on the project. So like if I have a bigger project, I might write down like, okay, work on this project. Cause I just don't know what I'm working on yet. But other times I can be like, okay, I need to work on this and this and this part of this project this week. Um, so I think it, it depends on what's happening in your life, but it also depends on where you're at in the process. Mm, yeah. That's, that's always the answer, isn't it? It's going to be individual depending on the person. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And something else that's so great about writing things down is it, it, it makes everything more systemized. It makes everything more tangible, but also it clears more mental space as well. And now you don't have to actually have all this cloudy um, space in your mind of I need to do X, Y, and Z tomorrow. Oh crap, I forgot this. I need to do it now. And it's like 10 PM at night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know from, uh, from personal experience, there was something today that I was like, oh my gosh, I was supposed to do that last week. I didn't write it down. And I'm a mm. person who, if I don't write it down, it's gone. I, it has to be written down. Otherwise I will forget it. Cause that just takes up brain space. And so I was like, oh, I need to make sure that I write this down. So I actually get it done today. And once I had it written down, I was like, okay, I got it done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's just you, Kristen. I think that's like many people in today's world with all the different things, like, and, and you know, it's so many different areas of our life and different levels of urgency, different deadlines. I get that too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. So now that that's the very first step, right? So starting with writing down all these different tasks and making it clear so that it is there in front of you and, and you have more, um, yeah, you don't have to actually be juggling all those things in your head. What's the next step from there? Uh, prioritizing tasks, you said, is really important so that people can focus on the things that are important, not just things that feel like they're filling up time and yeah. feel like they're productive, but they're not. So what is your system that you teach that you found to be most effective for prioritization of tasks? Yeah. So after, after you write down that list of everything you, everything you need to do for the week, it's kind of a two-step process. So for me, I like to have people create like a daily do list. And this is like everything that's like a non-negotiable thing for you. For me, I have like little itty bitty things on there. That's like checking my email. So I make sure that that is on my list. I can't cross that off. I actually respond to the emails in my inbox. Um, checking my messages from clients. Um, you know, Things that I do on a regular basis, they're like ad administrative tasks that you would typically do. So I call that your daily do list. They're just things that you do on a regular basis. And that's kind of my workday startup. So that before I even jump into my list for the day, I already have this process that I've done. And once that's all done, I'm like, oh, I can kind of go, okay, now I can focus on the, the things that are really, really important for the day. And from there, we have that weekly list that we have, I pick three things. Sometimes it's less, sometimes I might have four, but most of the time it's three things that I'm going to focus on for the day. Um, and then I get started on it. But I think having those like three priorities, because a big to do list like that, 
feels overwhelming. It feels like you're, I'm never going to get through with this. Like, let's be real. Your list is never going to end. (laughs) You're always going to be adding more to it. So focusing on those three things allows you to kind of free up that space, go, okay, I'm going to focus on the three things that are most important today, whether it's that thing's due tomorrow. So I need to make sure that I get it done tomorrow, or this is really important for me to work on today. Um, And I know we're going to talk about batching in a little bit, but that's one of the things that I do. So I know like today there was a certain set of tasks that I need to do. Those are my priorities for the day, right down the three priorities for that certain, certain area of my, my life and business for that day. Um, so having a daily non-negotiable daily do list and then prioritizing like three, three tasks for the day. And then if you get done with them, then sure you can move on to the next thing, but three, and then, (laughs) then we'll go from there if you have time. Yeah. I love that. I I often say, if you try to chase 10 rabbits at the same time, you'll catch none of them. But if you just chase one, or in this case, three, then you'll be more likely to actually catch them because you're not scattered and getting distracted all the time. Yeah, that's, I love that analogy. That's so good. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, what you're saying here about this never ending list and you've got to focus on the top three is so relevant, especially, I mean, for everyone but especially for business owners, because that list, there's always more work that can be done. And as high achievers, it can be actually tempting and dangerous to get lost in that list and to just work endless hours. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I know that I have been guilty of that in the past. And so I would just work all the time. And that's, that's not why I got into business in the first place. I went in business. I went into business. So I had more time to be present with my family, not to work all hours of the day. And that's really easy to do when we aren't prioritizing our time or setting, setting limits and boundaries on our time either. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of people go into business so they can have more time freedom. <laughs> that's, that's exactly why they go into business. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, so going back to the prioritization, it's that daily non-negotiable list. And are those the ones like emails you mentioned, are they the ones that are repeated every day, right? Every day. Yeah. 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 And then from there going to the other important tasks that might not be a repeated mm-hmm. thing, but need to be done. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. And with this, in terms of scheduling it through the day, so you mentioned batching before, what do you find works effectively for people? Like some people might be inclined to do all those daily tasks first and then the the other important tasks later, or some people might do it in reverse. Some people might check their emails every 15, 20 minutes or something like that. Um, and there's all there's all these different uh, ways that people do things. Some of them unconsciously. It's not actually necessarily intentionally. But what have you found to work well in terms of managing these tasks throughout the day? Yeah, because obviously you can't just check your email like once a day. That's just, it's not going to work and it's not... I mean, that's not realistic. Like we need to be checking our email multiple times a day. So it works great to have that as like a way to start my day. I am kind of a low energy person. And so I need to build some momentum to get started. It's like going into a room that you need to clean. It's like filled with all this clutter and you're going like, I don't, I don't even know where to start. And so you just avoid it. And that's 
that's how I am. And I know a lot of people are the same way. So you're like, oh my gosh, I have everything to do on this to-do list. Well, let's, let's start with really easy things. Let's start with things that we do every single day, get those done first. And then we already have the momentum that we're working. We've already gotten started. We don't have to worry about our email anymore because we've already taken care of the 50 emails that we got overnight. So we don't need to worry about that as much. And now we can move into those priority tasks. So for me, that's what works because I think that some of us need to build up that momentum. But then when it comes to those things that, okay, well, I still need to be checking my messages. I still like, you might get Slack notifications or for me, it's Voxer messages from clients or emails. I check those sporadically. Sometimes they're pulled up on my computer. Other times they're not. I can snooze those things. I can, you know, take the tab off my computer so they're not distracting for me if I need to focus. Um, there's ways that you can do that, but I always come back to like, okay, at the end of the day, let's make sure that I'm not missing any emails that I haven't checked. Let's make sure that I'm caught up on my messages because that's one less, one less thing that I'm going to have to do in the morning when I get started again. So it really is kind of like a back and forth thing, but I think when it comes to that focus period of time, when we're really focusing on those priorities, minimizing because email messages, Phone notifications, those are all really distracting things. And so it makes it hard for us to focus on the things that are important. And so because we don't need to be, unless you're working from your email, (laughs) you don't need to be on it all the time. You don't need to respond immediately unless that's something you need or it's urgent. Um, We can turn that off, focus on the thing, come back, like finish Finish what you're working on if you can, and then come back to it, check it again, give yourself 15 minutes. You probably need a break by then anyway. So check your email, check your phone messages, do whatever you need to do, then work on the next thing. So I think you can do it sporadically throughout the day. Give yourself those breaks, but also don't let it be a distraction to you because it's really easy to see a, you know, email notification come up or your phone dings or something along those lines and want to check it right away because I just want to make sure that I have everything done. Someone needs to hear from me right away. Do they they really need to hear from you right away? Unless it's urgent, probably not. Like if my kid's school calls, yeah, I'm probably going to answer it as soon as I can, but otherwise it can wait. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a big one because in, in work, sometimes people don't see emails as like a task that needs to be done, like a set task. So they'll have mm-hmm. schedules for their all their other tasks and emails will be like things that they slip in between. And mm-hmm. every time you check an email, like I'm sure you've experienced this and everyone listening has can resonate to this to some degree. Um, but, you know, you do the email, you come back to whatever you were doing, and then it takes a bit of time to get back in the zone because you've got to yeah. be like, all right, well, where did I leave off? Okay, now mm-hmm. I've got to get the ball rolling again. I've got to get momentum again. So what you're saying, you know, having set, like whether it's a few times in a day or whatever the system is, but having actually like set time allocated, 15 minutes for emails, yeah. for all the Voxer messages, for every mm-hmm. other messaging or email platform that people have spread yeah. across many these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can do it the way that you want, but don't let it be the distraction. If you're finding that you're getting sucked into that email and you can't, because once you answer one, there's like three more emails that have popped up already. (laughs) So it's easy to get distracted by that or, you know, listening to messages on Voxer or Slack or whatever you're using for those things. It's easy to get distracted by them. And then, like you said, where where did I leave off? Where was I? I've just, you know, stopped my momentum and now I got to try to get started back again. So yeah figuring out ways that you can check them throughout the day so that it's not a distraction. 
Yeah, that's a good point that you bring up. Like when when you answer one email, there's going to be three more that that needs to be answered. And something else I've noticed, which is kind of funny, but it's like the faster you reply to someone's email, the more likely they're going to be live on on the other end and they'll reply again straight away. And then suddenly you're having this full-blown conversation (laughs) by email 20 minutes later. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Yeah. All right. So batching tasks is a really good way to stay in the zone as much as possible and avoid distraction. Um, Mm -hmm. Time blocking as well is something that you talk about, something that I personally use as well. Kristen, are you able to explain for anyone who might never have heard of time blocking before uh, what it is and how you actually go about doing it? So time blocking is when you take your day and you put I don't want to use the word blocks, but that's essentially what you're doing, like taking these periods of time and you're focusing on a certain thing that you're doing during that time. So like I talked about the daily do lists um, that I do to start my day. That is one of my blocks of time for the day. So I'm focusing on specific things during specific time periods throughout my day. That That is what I consider time blocking. Um I also like to pair that with batching. And so batching is taking a set, like a category of tasks that you do. So you might have like your business tasks or I'm a former teacher. So I had like a day that I would just do all my lesson plannings, a day that I would do my grades, a day that I would devote to, you know, other things that happen in a school school setting. Um, So it really depends on what you do, but having those categories and putting them each on a day or in a block of time that you can do that in. And so figuring out like, how much time do you need for that? What are your start and stop times for it? Sure, there's times that you can go over with it. There's, but really setting times to actually focus on certain things so that you're, again, like we talked about just with email before, I'm focusing, I have a block where I do my you know email administrative tasks. And then I have at the end of my day, like here's my workday shutdown. And that is like a 15 minute block that I am, you know, going through checking my email one last time, checking messages one last time, you know, writing down what I need to get done tomorrow, making sure that I'm checking off things on my, my weekly task list. Um, so it's just specific blocks of times that you're working on a set of tasks or a set of things, projects, whatever you're, you're doing. Mm. And you're putting this into your calendar in advance or ahead of the day so that you know what your day looks like? Yes. So one thing that I teach is to actually create like a calendar. So what would your ideal day look like? For me, I use Google Calendar to do this. Um, that is my favorite way to do it. I know some people who use iCalendar, but you can just do this on like a, a notebook paper. When I was in college, I did it in like an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> and so I... You take it and you, okay, what, what does an ideal day look for you? What would your blocks of time look like? And it's ideal. That doesn't mean that it's going to look like that every day. This is what you want it to look like. And so setting that up some way, somehow you can see it. And then when I plan on Sunday nights or Sunday afternoons, I go in and I look like, okay, where's that block of time going to go? Can I do that during that time? I might have a call or I might have something else going on, like a doctor's appointment or, you know, my kids are off school or something's going on that I need to move that block. But yes, I'm planning it ahead of time, but I'm starting with that ideal calendar. So I know those blocks of time in advance. And then I'm looking at the week ahead and putting those blocks in for what I'm specifically doing for the week. Yeah. Beautiful. 
And for people who are listening, who who do work, maybe they even study, there are systems out there. I can't remember the exact name. You'll probably know Kristen better than me. Like systems where people will do work for like 50 minutes and then have a break for 10 minutes. Or maybe it's like 25 minutes of work and then five minute breaks to allow the, the brain to just reset and to stay alert. Uh, do you apply that? And, and what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's called the Pomodoro method and I absolutely do it. <laughs> um, I do a 25 minute focus block and then a five minute break. Um, I've done the 15 minute, 10 minute in the past, but I really like the 25 minute. Um, and I use an app called Focus Keeper and it automatically keeps track for me so that I don't have to worry about it because <laughs> I would Perfect. always forget to <laughs> tell, my, tell my little Alexa to actually set the timer for me. So it keeps track for me. Um, I focus for those 25 minutes. Sometimes I go over, but most of the time I try to stop at that 25 minutes or find a good stopping point. And I, I get, I physically get up from my desk and I go do something around my house. It has made my house so much. She's, she just started talking to me. Um, so I get up and like start cleaning my house or picking up around my house. My house has never looked cleaner when I am actually focusing on like those 25, five, um, but I think it works really well to have that focus and I need the break. I need to like, okay, I'm, I'm in the zone. I just need to get up and move a little bit and not be sitting at my desk because again, like earlier, I'm one of those people, I will sit here and work until I get it done and I won't stop. <laughs> and I have to have those stopping points so that those timers really make it helpful for me to do that. Mm, yeah uh, the the getting up moving around multiple benefits by the sounds of it so your house is clean which is mm -hmm. something that yeah. I need to I need to take that tip on board <laughs> um, yes. but also you're you're moving your body physically and you're moving energy around and when you come back especially if you do get to go outside I'm not sure at the moment I think it's like the end of winter for you it's winter <laughs> yeah <laughs> so maybe not so much sun um but no. getting some fresh air getting some sun and then that just moves things around and and creates a completely different state uh in the body in the mind for when you do come back and start working again mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah it's it's nice to get that little bit of a breather especially if you're working on something that's like very mentally tasking sometimes you just need to like okay, I need to like refocus at some point. And so I just getting up and like not doing anything. Like I'm not on my computer, I'm not on my phone. I'm like just getting up around my house, getting coffee, you know, putting things in the dishwasher, whatever it is. That just really helps me to go like, okay, now I can come back. I've kind of like freed my brain and I can like mentally focus once again. Mm, yeah, perfect. And you mentioned before that you use Google Calendar for your time blocking, Kristen. You've also got the app to remind you to take those breaks. So I'm sure you would have had a lot of uh, experience and experimentation with different time organization apps and tools. Uh, what ones have you found to be uh, handy? And what would you recommend for people to check out? Um, I love, obviously, Google Calendar, the Focus Keeper app for that Pomodoro method is really good. And you can, if you pay for the premium subscription of it, you can actually set the time blocks differently, which is really nice to have, but you can, you can also get free ones like on the computer. I just really like this one because I don't have to reset the timer every time it does it for me. Um, the other thing that I use, and it's not really time management, it's more of a task manager that I use that keeps everything in one spot and syncs from my computer and my phone. I use Trello. 
Um, and that's like, I keep my daily do checklist in there. So I'm not writing that down every day. It's in there and I can still check it off and I have it set up. I have an automation set up. So as soon as I get everything checked off, it automatically moves the due date to the next day, but it's a great way to keep track of projects. It's a great way for me to keep my organ, my business organized as far as projects, you know, my mission, my vision, things like that. Um, I have a second business that I co-own with somebody um, It's focused on social media content. And it's a great place for us to like keep track of our admin duties, keep track of our content, keep track of our clients' content, those sorts of things. So I really love Trello for, for task management because there's so many different options. Mm, yeah, the, those um, task management software, all those programs are so handy for business, even for, for people who study, like there are so many different projects, sub projects, sub tasks, and, and yes. you, you've got to put it all in one place. Otherwise what people find is it's, there's a due date for an assignment or something, or um, like client work that needs to be done by a certain time. And you're like, Oh crap, I forgot about it completely. Um, right. So right. yeah, I, I totally, I totally love, um, I personally use Oh my gosh, I've gone blank. Asana, um, but you know, Asana, they're all, yeah, they're all they're all they're all they're all very similar. Yeah, and do you use that specifically for work, or do you use that for personal life as well? Both. I use it for both. So I I typically have one. We have you have boards and lists and cards, and I have one board that keeps business and personal things on there as well. And then if I need a new board for something else, like my my content for social media is its own board. So it just kind of depends on what I'm doing, but most of my like business and life things go on one board, which is, it's really helpful to have everything in one spot. Yeah. Yeah. And similar to what we were talking about at the start, you know, planning your week in advance, I'm sure that that would have taken some time to set up at the start, Mm -hmm. but now it's, it's made your life a whole lot easier. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's easy to look, especially because I have a lot of recurring tasks. And so it's really easy to keep that all in one spot. So I'm not I still write it down, but it's the, it's the memory jogger of, okay, these are the tasks that I have this week. I write them down. And again, just because they're in one spot, I still write it down because it's got to get out of my head and I got to see it in one place for the week. Cause otherwise it's, I, I will forget <laughs> mm. even if I do it every single week, I still forget. Yeah. A good thing about those online programs as well is there's an app on your phone. So even if you're out and you don't have your computer on you and you remember something, you can jot it down. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure. Do you find that you get these brilliant business ideas in the middle of nowhere, like in the shower or like at 11 PM at night when you're just lying in bed and then you're like, Oh, I just need to write this down real quick. Yeah. So I, I started implementing things and I'm not, I haven't been very good at it lately, but I got this from, um, a podcast that I listened to. I can't think of the name of it, but he talks about like having strategic boredom. And so he will go on a walk like every afternoon and he takes like a notebook with him. And when those thoughts come to him, he writes it down. And so I started doing that and it was so helpful to, because I go on a walk every afternoon. I'm like, I get so many ideas. I plan an entire lunch on those walks and my little notebook. Like it was so nice to have because I just get these ideas, especially in the shower. And I'll have like a, an idea for my business partner. And by the time I get to my phone, I was like, I forgot it. Never mind. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that strategic boredom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. I think because a lot of my audience are runners, that's something that yeah. we, we, finds like something about movement when you were walking when you were running just so much flow 
of ideas and creativity that that comes to you. Yeah, I wish I didn't have to stop on a run to write something down. That's the only thing I hate. <laughs> yes, yeah, because your is your background running as well. Yeah, I am a former running coach. Oh wow! Like I I I knew that and I saw that. Um, but yeah, we we haven't spoken about it yet. Uh, yeah, so yeah. sounds like we've got so many similarities. Yeah, that's really cool. So so that's the the task organization. Now, one mm-hmm. more thing that I think would be worth talking about is, and we've we've touched on this a lot of it, but to delve into it a bit deeper is single tasking versus multitasking. Mm-hmm. I remember my own journey. I went through a phase, a certain point where I actually thought multitasking was the way to go. You know, I was like, oh, this is going to be the be more um it's going to be more productive. I want to get more done in a short amount of time. And then now I'm at the point of my journey where I'm like single tasking is the way to go. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? And what do you say to people who, who ask you that? I'm in 100% agreement with you because I have been down that road before. And I even find myself doing it like today I was trying to do, I was waiting for one thing. So I was like, I'll start another thing because we're so impatient that we feel like, well, if I'm waiting on this, I can start something else. But that again, that takes your focus away from what you're doing. And so now you're trying to focus on two things and you can't focus on two things. Well, like I know this from, it would, it would be rude of me to be like working on my computer while we're having this conversation. Like I cannot, my brain does not allow me to do both. Maybe some people do, but I'm not that person. I cannot focus on two things at once. My husband yells at me all the time because I'll be on my phone and he'll be like, did you hear anything that I just said? I'm like, oh no, I was, I definitely cannot focus on two things at once. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. I am, I know a lot of people are people who have multiple tabs open on their computer. I'm not one of those people because I get so distracted with those things. Um, and so I actually was going to come back to that. One of the tools that I use is, um, a Chrome extension, a Google Chrome extension. You can add to your Gmail. If you have Gmail, it's called boomerang. And it allows you to snooze your inbox so that you're not getting emails all the time. And you can set it up for like certain time periods for those emails to come back in. Um, So that's because, again, email gets distracting, but that's something that you can use to get rid of that distraction. But I, I think that's the multitasking things is that we're so easily distracted. We're very impatient people that we feel like we need to be doing all these things. We feel like we're going to get more things done, but really you're just splitting your focus and you're getting less done. Mm, yes. So that, that Chrome extension, does that stop the emails from coming through completely? And then it all comes in at the same time, or is it the notification yeah. that gets snoozed? It, it stops them from coming in. Oh, so you know, wow. you'll have nothing in your inbox that I, that is coming in new. I'm an inbox zero person, so I don't have things in my inbox, but you won't get any new emails in your inbox during that time period. And you can set it up to, to unsnooze for a certain period of time. So it's, it's really nice to have. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're getting a lot of emails. Cool. Great. So single tasking that we're, we're both on the same page there. (laughs) Well, once again, you know, like more productive in the long term. but as you say as well, like if we were both working on our computer or texting on the side while we're having this conversation, it does the other person a service as well. Um, whether you're, you're, you're in a meeting or you're working with clients or even things like, um, you know, texting people, this is more in, in someone's personal life, but even texting people while they're doing something else. Um, it's just like, you're, you're not giving them the, your full attention and full um, intention in what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Comes off very, very rude and very distracted. So 
Moving forwards, looking into people's days and what they can do in work, but also outside of work in their personal life, mornings, nighttimes, what are some routines that you have implemented into your days, whether it's morning, nighttime, um, that you would recommend to people to try if they don't currently have a routine at all? And they're like, all right, I want to be a bit more, um, I want to be a bit more efficient and use my time wisely at, at those ends of the day. I like to start the day with the morning routine. I like to end it. I don't typically have like a end of the day routine, but I have like, not like a nighttime routine, obviously like skincare and things that's important to me, but I have like an at like before bedtime for my children type routine that I try to do. I'm not great at it because there's, I have a lot of flexibility in that time. Um, but I think having a morning routine is so important because it sets your day up for how you want it to be. Um, and I think having a set, one of the big things with a morning routine is having like a set wake up time, especially if you have young children. Um, my children are a little bit older. I have a 10 year old and a seven year old. So they're pretty independent now, but when they were littler, if I didn't have a set wake up time before they got up, they were dictating how I started my day. And so that doesn't, I, I might be that person. Like I don't fare well when people are controlling my schedule. I want to be in control of my schedule. And so when they're waking me up and I am starting on their terms, it becomes their priorities, not mine. And that sounds really selfish, but at the same time, if we think about it that way, somebody else is waking us up or we're not starting our day focused on we're in control of our day and how we want our day to get started, we're letting somebody else hijacked, hijack what our day is going to look like. So for me, waking up and having a set time that I wake up, my time is 5 a.m. because I know when my kids wake up and that gives me plenty of time to get, get my run in, get a workout in, get ready for the day, make sure that I have plenty of time to get them ready, get them off to school before I have to start my work day. So I think it, it doesn't have to be a specific thing. I always suggest that you move first thing in the morning, but I know I'm a morning person that doesn't work for everybody. I also don't need coffee first thing in the morning. I just naturally wake up, wake up. Um, but having something that starts your day off that you are in charge of your day. And that's another thing with like not checking, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is first thing in the morning, because again, you're letting other people's opinions and their thoughts dictate how, dictate how you dictate how you feel for the day. And I learned that the hard way a couple of years ago, I was waking up and checking Facebook first thing in the morning and seeing all of these, these things that like really were bothering me. And I would start the day in such a terrible mood. I was like, I, this is not okay. <laughs> like, I cannot yeah. let other people dictate how my mood is going to be for the day. So I think that's a really big thing with having your morning be your morning, not somebody else's morning. Somebody's not hijacking what your day should look like. You're starting it on your terms. You're doing what you need to do. And it doesn't have to be my, I mean, mine is like a three hour thing. You don't have to have like a three hour thing. You can have like 30 minutes where you just wake up 30 minutes before your kids get, get up or 30 minutes before you need to get started, get your coffee, read a book, do whatever you need to do to get your stay, get your day started on your terms. Yeah, that's a big one, uh, especially in the last two years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the negativity <laughs> that is out there, and if someone mm -hmm. lets that into their mind, therefore how they feel, therefore how they behave, first thing in the morning, it's just like, well, that's not really going to set the day off on the right foot. Mm -hmm. Exactly. 
Yeah. And I'm so glad that you're talking about this because as you say, you do have two kids. They're a bit older now, but you have, you, you have gone through those stages of when they were younger, mm-hmm. like when they were babies, when they were toddlers. I think that's something that other parents really need to hear as well from, from someone who has lived that and has gone through that. Um, that it is possible and yes everyone's got their own situation and and all of that but you showing everyone that it is possible Um, Mm -hmm. other than the mornings as a parent like going into that a little bit more as a parent how did you manage or how do you manage unexpected things that pop up especially whenever it's in regards to your kids, <laughs> like when the school calls or when they're, when they're young and a baby wakes up and they're just crying and they won't settle, all that stuff. Like what, how do you work around having structure and time blocking and batching and then balancing that with unexpected spontaneous things? Yeah. I would love to say that it's so easy and I have it all figured <laughs> out, but we, I mean, like you said, we were in the end of winter, February for us. My kids were only in school 12 days out of the month of February because we had snow days. Oh. I live in the Midwest. We're not great with snow. So we get called <laughs> off school a lot. Um, and I, there was one day where I was so angry that they got called off school because it ruins my, it doesn't ruin my day, but it ruins my schedule. I'm no longer in control because now I have little kids running around my house and I'm trying to work. Um, and my husband's also a teacher. So he, (laughs) so he's home now too. Um, so it's frustrating and it's okay to be frustrated with that. Like I want to validate, like, it's okay to be frustrated. Your schedule is never going to look perfect every day. There are things that are going to come up for today. For example, I had a call, I didn't think it was going to take that long. Typically it's a 15 minute call. It went 45 minutes. And I was like, oh my gosh, that just took away 30 minutes that I was supposed to, you know, be working on this one thing. Um, so it, it does get frustrating. And so one of the things that I think is really helpful is if you can anticipate those things to happen, like it's nice to know ahead of time if my kids are going to get called off school. I don't always know that ahead of time, but I can anticipate it because if I see that the weather is going to be bad, okay, there's a chance that they might be off school. What do I need to do about that? But I can't, if my kids get sick, I can't anticipate that. So you can anticipate as much as you can, but at the same time, like give yourself some grace on the fact that your schedule is not going to be perfect. You're not always going to get everything done on your to-do list. That was me for today. i have been, I have one thing on my to-do list. That's a big project. It has to get done this week. I'm supposed to work on it yesterday. I was supposed to work on it today. Still haven't worked on it at all, (laughs) but those Mm. things happen. So I think that that's the big thing. Give yourself some grace. There are going to be times that you might have to, you know, work a little bit later or work after the kids go to bed. Like I kind of give myself the leeway to know, like, this is just a period of time. Maybe it's a day, maybe it's a week, maybe it's a month. It's not going to be forever. And if it is forever, then we need to do some major adjusting to our schedule. But usually those are just small periods of time. You'll get back into your rhythm. You'll get back into your routine and things will start flowing again. Mm, Yeah. I think that's a really important thing to remember for parents and non-parents is having that, um, that flexibility in between the structure, like not, not going down the path of black and white it's all or nothing and if if my schedule's blown out that's it for the day I might as well just close the laptop yeah. or just put my feet up and just Netflix for the rest of the day right right 
yeah, yeah. And, and doing what you can in your in your control right like if you if you know that something's going to come up then doing as much as you can before that um mm-hmm. and then having a structure sticking to it when you can and then when it when as you say when it doesn't uh when something does pop up then it's a temporary thing and it's not going to be forever exactly exactly yeah, yeah it's having yeah that that grace issue and like having that gray area and I'm a perfectionist I love to have control of things I'm a control freak like my program is called control your calendar like I'm very much a control freak but at the same time like I've learned that I I cannot control everything in my life like I I can control what I can do I can't control anything outside of me so control what you can if you can't control it, then you need to have that flexibility and it, it takes some practice, but have that flexibility to know like, okay, this is just for today, or this is just for this week. I know this week is going to be busy. I'm going to do these things to anticipate and to make it a little less overwhelming so that once, once this week is over, I know that I can sit back and relax a little bit more. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. So people, the time that people lose in their day is often during transition periods. And I know I used to have this because I used to be quite busy, like, you know, work during the day, more coaching people at night. And it was always in those little gaps that I would lose time. But at the end of the day or at the end of the week, those little gaps really added up and it could give me an extra few hours in my week. So what do you recommend to people to, to manage the transitions in their day as effectively as possible? And what I mean, by the way, about transitions is like transitioning from one task to the next, transitioning from, you know, being a, um, being a, a mother to then going to work or coming home from work and starting a run or something like that. Yeah. So for those like little tasks, like I'm working from one priority to the next, I finish one, I'm going to the next thing, whatever the time block, whatever those little things during your day, those littler transitions that you need to make. So you're doing one thing during your work day. We have these little transitions between tasks, between priorities, those sorts of things. Again, I love that focus keeper. I can do that really easily. If I finish something, I'm like, okay, I got a five minute break. Or I might look at my timer and be like, I got 10 minutes left. What's a 10 minute thing that I can do really quick, have that five minute break, move on to the next thing. So I think having breaks in between that really helps. Um, At the end of the day, for me, the thing that has helped me the most transition from being, you know, working my business to being a mom is I I have my decompress time. I've already talked, I go for a walk every afternoon. It's my time to like decompress, think my thoughts move away. Like I'm away from my computer. My kids aren't home yet. It's time for me to just kind of like breathe and get ready for the next thing. It doesn't have to be long. Mine's literally like 10 to 15 minutes. So it's not like a long walk. It's just something that gives me that transition. When I was working full-time, I had a commute that those 30 minutes, that was my transition period. So I gave myself that time to, you know, I would call my mom on my way home um, and just allow myself to to breathe a little bit before that. So I think it's just like a little bit of <laughs> breathing room, if you will, like to have those little breaks in your day. I, I don't think I've had, I don't think I have those things, tra- like those transitions mastered, but those are the things that I can think of that have really helped me to move from one thing to the next without losing those bits and pieces of time that are really valuable. Mm, yeah. So once again, bringing movement into it, going for that walk, having that decompression time. Um, and then if you are, if you've got an extra five minutes, just moving around the house to physically yeah. transition, not just mentally transition. And you, you yeah. really step into this new phase of the day. Yeah. I, I think physical, like if you can make it a physical thing, it gives, it like changes your brain a little bit 
to where you can, you're like, okay, I'm actually moving it up and doing something different that you can, you know, get your focus off one thing and move it to the next thing. Mm, yeah. And taking a deep breath and being like, all right, work is done for the day. I'm now going to yeah. be a mother. I'm now going to be a girlfriend. Now I'm going to be a husband. Uh, and then being like, all right, I need to really change the entire energy that I show up with now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So something that a lot of people struggle with because, and I'm saying this because I have in the past, I know a lot of my clients do, is distractions, which we've spoken a little bit about before, distractions with technology. <laughs> so I actually yes. looked up these stats before this uh, podcast. I had to do my research Ooh. and I was surprised uh, to, to see you know, where the average is at. So the average is that Australians, and America I'm sure is very similar, Australians oh, sure. are on their phone for an average of 5.5 hours a day which equals to 17 years over a lifetime, which is crazy. That's freaking yeah. crazy. Although, you know, there are people working on their phone and things like that. That's really huge, right? And not only that, but people actually pick up their phone an average of 90 times a day. So that's about once every 10 minutes. And we spoke mm-hmm. about how that can get you out of the zone and then you have to go back to whatever you were doing. So it's a big distraction. So what are your recommendations for people who want to limit this distraction and to build more discipline with, yeah, not, not picking up their phone habitually. Yeah. So I'm a big advocate for turning off all your notifications on your phone. The only notifications I get, I have an iPhone. I don't know what other people have, but for me, the iPhone allows you to turn off like any, any calls that come in that are not on your contact list, they automatically go to your voicemail. So those are like one less thing I have to worry about. I got a ton of scam calls, so I don't need to even hear my phone ring. It just automatically goes to my voicemail, which is great. Um, hold on. <laughs> I have, I have a time. Oh, I thought that was your phone going off and I was like, oh, that would have been perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. This is the timer I accidentally set while we were talking. Um, so yeah, <laughs> um, I set my phone so that only calls that are on my contact list go through. Um, that is super helpful, or you can even set it. You can put it on do not disturb. I've done that in the past and just put, put like my mom, my husband, the kids school, those went in my favorite so that those calls to go through. But I've learned that if I can just send the ones that I don't want into my, my scam calls. Great. So that's perfect. Um, so I do that. I also, I hate the little red circle next to anything <laughs> on my phone. It drives me crazy. So I take those notifications off, but like, I don't get my messenger notifications. I do get text notifications, but most people are usually messenger or Voxer during the day. Texts are my family. So those are fine. I will let those come through, but the rest of them, I don't get any notifications on my phone. I don't get Instagram notifications, Facebook notifications. You're going to check them anyway, but that's, that's the thing. Like you're going to check those things. So why do you need to be notified when you're just going to go in there anyway? It was really nice to see all the likes that I would get on my pictures on Instagram. But at the same time, like, do I really need to know every single person who liked my picture? Not really. Mm. Um, so that has been super helpful is turning those things off. My phone is constantly on vibrate. I don't know how that happened. All of a sudden, I just don't, I, I don't hear it ring. Um, but one of the things that has really helped me is I'm an out of sight, out of mind person, because if it's next to me, I want to check it. I want to pick it up. It's those that 90 times a day that we pick it up. It is such a habit to just automatically go, I got nothing to do. I'm going to pick up my phone. For me, I, if I need to have a time where I do not look at my phone, it goes in a different room. Typically I put it in a drawer so I don't even see it. And then I, 
all of a sudden I forget about my phone. Um, so that is my big thing with that is I am a big believer of getting rid of all notifications. You're going to check it. So you don't need to see it all the time. You're let the people that are important go through, you know, your family, your friends that you want to get those notifications from, but otherwise you're going to, you're going to check Facebook. You're going to check Instagram. You're going to do all those things. Um, so I think that that's really important. And then for me, I'm a business owner. So social media is like my job. Um, I'm really intentional with scrolling. So I set timers to actually engage with people on social media, which is probably how we got connected because it was through Instagram, but 10 minutes. And I just go in and I'm commenting on posts or I'm DMing people or I'm responding to comments, you know, like things like that. It's very intentional. So I'm not stuck in this constant scroll because I, I am just as guilty as everyone else. I'm not perfect. I have spent three hours just scrolling through TikTok because it's a mindless activity, but it's also, I could, what, what I could be doing other things. Like I can get a year back of my life if I'm not scrolling on TikTok for three hours. So, um, so I think that that's part of it is be really intentional with how you're utilizing your phone. Like, are you actually doing something that's, that's important? Do you need to set a time limit for it? Um, do you need to put it in another room so that you can actually be present? Cause I, I get it. I, I want to pay attention to my kids, but I have a phone right there. Who's just more entertaining than my kids sometimes, because I don't need to hear about Minecraft or I don't need to hear about all these other things that my kids are doing. Cause it's like, sure, cool. I'd rather be on my phone, but that's not fair to them. So putting it in another room has really helped as well. But I, I mean, I'm still guilty of it. There's still times where I'm like, I'm not supposed to be on my phone right now. And yet ah, here I am, I'm on my phone looking up something. And so it's that reminder, like, okay, I just need to put it down. I need to put it in another room. I need to do something. Um, so that's kind of how I minimize the distraction of it is take off those notifications. You don't need to be notified of everything happening all the time. You're going to check it anyway and be intentional with how, how you're spending your time while you are on social media or on your phone. Mm, yeah, I think that's perfect because all these social media apps, phone itself is literally created and designed to be addictive. <laughs> and you know, if, if you're not yeah. intentional about it, um, which most people, they might have had the chance to think about this and they haven't come across the, these thought processes before. It's just natural. By default, notifications are on. It's so easy. It's, you know, with a touch screen, you just pick it up, you open it. And, and before people even know it, you know, they're 20 minutes into a, a rabbit hole of like cat videos mm-hmm. on Instagram or on TikTok. Um, <laughs> and, and it just happens so unconsciously, which is the killer, you know, like people don't even realize their thumb moves without even needing to think about it. Um, so yeah. I think that's a really big one, like turning notifications off, putting it out of sight. So it's out of mind. And some people might say, oh, well, shouldn't you build discipline to be able to have your phone next to you so that you, you don't pick it up? And it's like, yeah, I get that. But also if you can make it easier for yourself and put it elsewhere, whilst also simultaneously training your own discipline, then why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it- Cause it's a habit. It's a habit to just pick it up regardless of the discipline. It is a habit to just, that's what you do. You just pick up your phone. You probably go to the same apps every single time. I know I take, I take Saturdays off social media and I still find myself like opening up my phone and going directly to Instagram. Like, no, it's my day off. Like I'm not supposed to be on social media. (laughs) So I need to like actually take things away. It needs to be out of sight, out of mind, just like your brain. Like once it's in the brain, 
<laughs> I got to put it on the paper. Otherwise I will forget it. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's like, it's like someone trying to lose weight and they're like, all right, I'm going to train myself not to eat junk, but I'm still going to buy it all and just leave it. So it's sitting there tempting me every <laughs> single day. <laughs> yeah. Not, exactly not a good idea. Yeah. Um, right. And with the notifications thing as well, like I'm in full agreement. I haven't had notifications for years. I don't even remember when the last time was. I've only got phone calls because that's going to be the most urgent thing. Um, and I forget what it's like to get notifications until I catch up with friends or I'm with family and their phone is there and their notifications just going off again and again and again. And I'm like, because I'm not used to it because it's been such a long time. It's like, wow, that's so invasive in a way. It's like, it's so distracting. It's so invasive, especially when we're at dinner or, you know, where we're on the, in, on the couch relaxing together or even in the bedroom. It's just like almost if you wouldn't bring that person into the bedroom or bring that person to dinner, like why are they there just vying for your attention? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Put it in a purse, do something with it. So it is out of sight, especially if you have the notifications still coming up. Like it is, it's very invasive to see that pop up because it's not, it's not just like, if I have my phone facing up, I'm still going to see the notifications. (laughs) So even if my phone is on silent, like you, it still lights up and you still look at it. And then that's distracted you from your conversation or whatever you were doing. So doing something where it's just, you don't, you don't need it. You're going to check it anyway. Mm. And we haven't even mentioned like Apple watches and how it's on people's wrists now as well, where they can see it all the time. Yeah. That's, I didn't get an Apple watch for that reason, because I was like, I don't check my notifications anyway. I don't need the notifications. I'll just get a Garmin. I just need it for running. Yes. Yes. So good. So good. And to finish that part off, I've I've got to mention, I remember reading, uh, I don't know if you've read, read his book, Kristen, um, Tim Ferriss's book, the four hour work week. And he, he, he does that. He does that. He, he only checks his emails twice a day at 12 PM to get all the morning ones and then 4 PM to get all the, the afternoon emails. And if Tim, if Tim Ferriss can do that, can just check his emails twice a day and check all of his messages twice a day or so then everyone can. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, that is on my list list to read. I haven't read it yet though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're getting to the end of the podcast now, Kristen. I've, I've had a blast so far. So much great value that you've shared. Uh, to, to wrap up, before we go into the rapid fire questions I'm going to ask you, what are the, the top takeaways or the top message that you would like to leave with the listeners on this? I think the biggest thing that I would like to leave the listeners is figure out where your time is going. Um, if you want to be better at time management, like know where your time is going first. So having that time awareness is really important because you can, like you said earlier, you can have lists and you can have calendars and you can do all these things, but if you don't actually know where your time is going, like you might have gotten lost in that scroll and are spending 17 years of your life actually just on your phone and not even realizing it. And thinking that you're busy when really you have time to, you know, read a, an Instagram post or, you know, go and post on Facebook or scroll TikTok for three hours. Um, so having that time awareness, I think is really important. And then in addition to that, like really understanding where your priorities are and how to prioritize those tasks and just taking down the amount of things that you put on your 
on your list for the day so that you're not looking at this giant list of all these things you get done, you need to get done and not knowing where to start, like focus on three things. That's it. That's all you need to do. Just focus on those three things. If you get done with them, great, move on to the next thing. But if you don't, that's fine too. You can move it to another day. So I think those are my big things is time awareness and prioritizing your, your time and your tasks. Beautiful. That's going to be so good for the listeners to implement and so practical as well. So now, Kristen, we're going to go into the final five questions of the episode, and these are rapid fire questions. So answer them in one word, one or two sentences, and they're, they're fun. I've, I've left this as a surprise, so I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yes. Okay, question one. What's one thing that you know now that you wish you knew as a young girl? Oh, man. Uh, I'm getting close to 40. (laughs) So I think one of the things is like appreciating my body for what it could do at the time, like understanding, like (laughs) how I felt then about it and how I feel now two kids later, two C-sections later, closer to 40, like appreciating how I looked and how I, how my body felt when I was, you know, in my teens and my twenties and like actually appreciating it for, for what it was. So yeah. Mm, Yeah. That's important. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. If you could meet anyone, who would you meet? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I would meet, um, Ben folds. He's a, a singer. Um, he's actually in Adelaide for a long time. Um, down in Australia. Uh, we've seen him in concert multiple times. And my husband and I were just listening. We hit, we went in hard on, on one of his CDs that we hadn't listened to in a long time. And I, we've never met him, but that is one person that I would still love to meet because he's had such an impact on my life and bringing me and my husband together. Mm, love that. Next one. What's a success look like to you? Oh man, these are good and hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> For me, I, I, I don't know if I have a great answer for this, but being like content with what I'm doing with my life and like how I'm spending my time and my energy. So I think that's kind of what it looks like. Like I, you know, I might not have a million dollar business or even a six figure business or something like that, but I feel successful because I'm doing something I love. I know it's making an impact and I'm, I'm able to give my time and energy to the things that are most important to me. So I, for me, that's what success looks like. Yeah. Beautiful. Next one, a favorite place in the world. <laughs> I'm in the States. <laughs> so it's again, it, there's a little town and I live in Missouri. There's a little town called Branson, Missouri. It's um, like in the, southern part of Missouri and it's a really like bluegrassy country type place in like the Ozark Mountains. Um, we go to the lake there multiple times a year. We're going again in about a week. But it's one of our like it's our home away from home. We said we'll we'll retire there when when we're old and our kids are you know moved out. Mm, yeah love that especially because you've got you would have so many memories there as well that just adds to like the how special that place is. Yeah. 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 All right. Last one. If you were on an island, Kristen, what three things would you take with you? Oh, that's so good. Um, Running shoes for sure, (laughs) because I'm going to spend most of my time running. Which ones? Um, 
Um, right now I'm wearing uh, Brooks, Brooks Ghost 13. I think that's what they are. They're Brooks. Um, I like them. They're good. Um, so shoes. Oh, can I bring a coffee maker if I'm on an island? <laughs> <laughs> yep, sure. Like, we'll take coffee? it. Like, what are the things that I like to do? Run, drink coffee. Um, and oh, goodness. These are hard, man. Um, I see a book, but I think I'd rather bring a pillow to like sleep. Oh, a hammock. That's it. A hammock. I would bring a hammock oh, yeah. to like sleep in. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Good. <laughs> Sounds like you'd have a very relaxing, but yes. active, active time on the island. I won't yes. tell, I won't tell your family that you didn't say them though. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think that was an option, but no, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably want the time alone. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair. Oh, Kristen. Well, we're now at the end of the episode. And before we wrap things up, I do want to um, give you a chance to share more about your Control Your Calendar course and all the different places where people can find you if they want to ask you any questions, find out more about what um, or how they can work with you. Yeah. Um, I am mostly on Instagram. You can find me there. It's Kristen Van Horn underscore. Um, and you can DM me. I do everything. Uh, so you'll be hearing from me. You don't hear from anybody else. You're here for, here for me. I'm in charge of all the f- social media. Um, or you can email me at hello at kristenvanhorn.com. Um, and then I do have a program called Control Your Calendar. It is a time management course for moms in business specifically, but really it can go for really anyone who's struggling with time management. And it really just teaches you how to, to um, take control of your time, prioritize your tasks, Um, there's a time blocking course in there. There's a Trello training in there. Um, so it's a like at your own pace type thing. And then we have the control your calendar club, which involves monthly hot seat coaching calls, um, guest expert trainings, things like that. So that those are the two ways that you can, you can work with me. I'll put all the links to, um, to the courses in the podcast description so that everyone can find it easily. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for coming onto the show. It's been so much fun and it's great to cover something that I think people need to hear and people need to have, like they need to have these tools under their belt before they can level up and do all the things and achieve all the things that they want to. So thank you, Kristen. Yeah, thanks Joe, so much for having me. And there it is, my chat with Kristen Van Horn. I hope that you enjoyed that episode, that you got a lot of value out of what she was sharing, especially being a more practical episode, a more tangible episode in what you can implement and change in your day-to-day life. If you do have any questions or if you have any feedback, then please reach us. All of our details will be in the podcast description. And moving forwards, if you have any guest requests, if there is someone who you would love to hear from, if there is a topic that you would like to learn more about, then please let me know as well because I am getting ready to plan ahead and to look at the different topics. I can chat about different ways that I can inspire you, different ways that I can educate you over the next quarter of the year. All right, team, hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll catch you in the next episode.